Hello and welcome back to the Logan and Jake Take Podcast. We are now entering our second week of 2022. It's been a real uh been a real banger already. Uh uh logan uh how has your week been since we uh recorded our last episode uh i mean much like every other week it's it's been all right you know not not much goes on in my life outside of recording this i kind of just work all the time and uh I, i i feel that on a spiritual level because of course the goal one of these days is to have uh enough of our lovely fans and subscribers that we get to do this full time instead of what we currently do. True. <laughs> so that is the that is the goal and the plan. Um but Logan, I think I've been really looking forward to this episode ever since we told the people we were going to do it. But what the people don't know is that we're also going to give them a little uh a little treat in our second segment uh of the podcast this week um (laughs) uh so we're going to um if you if you did not catch the last two episodes where we we kind of talked about this a little bit we're going to start today's podcast by uh having a discussion about the movies that we are most excited for interested in seeing curious about or apprehensive about in 2022 because frankly there are some movies that i am excited about curious about and apprehensive about all at the same time oh yeah so uh there's a lot of you know there's a whole lot going on uh and i cannot wait to get into this discussion so Logan. First and foremost, I'd like to say that this list, uh, as always, is subject to change because hopefully it doesn't happen, but there's a good chance that some of this stuff gets pushed back. Right. So for those of you who may not be aware, uh, we're hearing from sources that theaters in L.A. and New York have been closing again because of Omicron's rapid spread across the country. So uh, it is possible uh, that we might see some theater closures again. And if that happens, of course, several of the big tentpole films might get pushed back yet again, which would, uh, um, I, I don't know, would that, would that lead to uh, the streaming services picking some of them back up? Would they be pushed back six months in the hopes for a theatrical release? I don't know. So we'll have to wait and play that by ear. Hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully um, Omicron will run its course We'll die back down and we'll uh, start to get back to some semblance of quote unquote normalcy here before anything like that happens. So um, I guess to dive into it, I do, I do want to say one disclo- disclaimer that some of the movies, at least two or three of them on my list are movies that were announced last year or in 2020 with release dates that are in 2022, but there have been almost no further updates since the announcement of the release date. Mm -hmm. And so I did a little digging, tried to do my research as best I could tell if I'm about to mention a movie, it is still supposedly supposed to meet its release date in 2022. 
But if, you know, this year that doesn't happen, um, apologies. I'm just going with the best information that I have available from the interweb. So, having said that, um, Logan and I are just going to bounce back and forth. Like, I'm going to say a movie, then he's going to say a movie, and we're going to go with that format. So, um, Logan, I guess I'll just dive in with my first one, and I really feel like this is one that I'm I'm intrigued by, of course. Um, I'm definitely going to see, but I am a little apprehensive of it, and I'm also more apathetic about it than I would like to be. I would like to be more excited, but I'm not. And that is Matt Reeves, the Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Andy Serkis, uh, and Colin Farrell of all people, and my boy Paul Dano, who I, who I think is actually an excellent choice for the Riddler for this interpretation. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, um, and I'll tell you, like, I think you would agree. The reason that we're a little apprehensive. Well, maybe not apprehensive, but like the reason that we're not totally just like, yeah, let's go. Like we have been about some Batman movies. Well, I'm, I'm not really that apprehensive about it. I have, because for some reason it seems like outside of Zack Snyder stuff, the only stuff that DC doesn't intentionally fuck up is Batman related properties. Yeah, that's that's partially because it would be hard to do, yeah. even though they have done it. Um, Batman and Robin. Um, what they did in the Arrowverse when it came to Batman. I uh, know. Uh, like, so, again, like I said a minute ago, I don't know if apprehensive is the right word, but for me, maybe apathy is a better word. Mm. Um, I, as we're going to talk about later, I have been so demoralized by certain decisions that Warner Brothers has made in regards to our favorite comic book characters that this to me is like on an island by itself. If this was not, if it hadn't been pushed back so many times and it wasn't in the middle of all the controversy over the other DCEU properties, I feel like I would be a little more excited about it. But this kind of feels like and, and I'm going to get to what I'm looking forward to about it in a moment, but like to get the sort of negative out of the way for me personally, even though I'm a huge Batman fan, this just kind of feels like the amazing Spider-Man, but for Batman where it's like, okay, we, we, we've gotten too many Batmans in a short period of time. And I really, really enjoyed Ben Affleck's Batman, and I do not feel that there was closure. Well, I think that's the biggest problem I have with this movie. It, much like The Dark Knight Rises, this isn't the Batman movie we were supposed to get. Right. Uh, that movie, The Dark Knight Rises, that is a movie that got made due to the untimely death of Heath Ledger. Matt Reeves, the Batman, was supposed to be Ben Affleck's The Batman. Right which, from everything we heard, was supposed to be his Batman taking on Deathstroke and stuff like that, which, I, even though I know that I'm never going to get that, a part of me still holds out hope. 
And due to a bunch of stuff that we'll get into later, it it went from Ben Affleck directing and starring in it to just starring in it to not being in it to maybe sort of being in it, but Matt Reeves was going to direct it to him just leaving it all together. And then we get a new Batman and Robert Pattinson, which I, I think everybody will admit that Robert Pattinson is a really good actor. Nobody was thinking that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman of all people. Right. And nobody was asking for another young Bruce Wayne story. Part of what made Ben Affleck's Batman a little bit more compelling was that it was a, an older, more angry, uh, not quite Dark Knight Returns, but like certainly middle-aged Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, we're not going to bury the lead. We'll talk more about all that later. But I think... I, we got young Batman and Batman Begins. I which just wasn't that long ago. I just didn't... didn't I, I, When I look at this, it's just not if if dark knight rises was occasioned by the untimely death of heath ledger this was occasioned by the untimely assassination of the dce of the the snyderverse at the hands of warner brothers and i just think that um so okay so that's the negative aspect of it what i am excited about is yes robert pattinson is a good actor typically when they cast really good actors in these roles we do get really good performances um, Andy Serkis is going to be a, a really interesting Alfred. Jeffrey Wright is going to be a really good Gordon, I think. Zoe Again. Kravitz is going to be a really good Selena Kyle. Uh, like the casting is great. Yeah, it's, and, and it, Matt Reeves is a very competent filmmaker. It looks like they're trying to play up the noir and detective side of Batman in a way that has not been done on film before in live action. So that's a positive. The newest trailer looked really good. Yeah. Um, and so, look, as a as Batman fans, there is plenty that will put our butts in the seat on opening night. So we're not saying we're not excited to get a new Batman movie. It's just like we're a little bit bummed out that this isn't what what could have been. And I do think... I do think that while this movie will make money, I think the box office is going to somewhat reflect that disappointment because I think it's much broad. I think that the fatigue of the Batmans (laughs) (laughs) and I think that the disappointment is a little bit broader than Warner Brothers would like to admit. So certainly not as much as like, you know, most people aren't quite as invested as we are granted but i think there are a lot of people that are kind of like wait what is this mm-hmm. so it's batman people are going to go see it i hope it does well i don't see it making spider-man no way home money though no and that is a shame for a batman movie because normally they do make very good money no um okay so although i will say I doubt it would have made Spider-Man No Way Home money, even if it was the Batman movie we were supposed to get. That's possible. That movie had like 20 plus years of hype surrounding it. Whereas like, even when Ben Affleck was attached to it, it's, I don't understand why, but Ben Affleck was a very divisive Batman amongst the, the fandom. Either you really enjoyed it or you didn't like it at all. True. And you know, there is another movie 
that that we'll talk about later that's coming out this year that could have made Spider-Man No Way Home money for DC had they done it right, and I think they're going to do it all sorts of wrong. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so that that's our thoughts on the Batman. Um, I have actually been asked that question because people know that I'm a Batman fan. I've been asked the question about what I think about that movie. So I hope that those of you who have asked that specific question, that that is a solid enough answer for you. Looking forward to it. Hope it doesn't get pushed back um, because <laughs> you already know we're going to have a Batman retrospective and a full review on that. One oh, dear Lord. Out. Okay. Uh, Logan, moving right along, it would be your turn to introduce a flick to talk about, sir. Uh, first on my list, I did have Matt Reeves, the Batman, on there. But um, for me, and I went by like order of when they come out. And this one, Scream 5. Um, anybody that knows me knows that Scream is my favorite horror movie of all time. I love the fact that it's it's a very meta take on the horror genre but it's meta in a good way whereas like i don't even remember the last movie we watched tried to be meta but wasn't meta at all it was just a really bad movie um it was so bad in fact that i don't remember what movie it was that we watched like it was something within the last week or so do you you remember at all Oh, movies that are really meta. That like are... it was a movie that we just recently. Oh, watched. the worst movie of twenty twenty one. The Matrix. Oh yeah, that's how bad it is. I intentionally blocked it out of my mind. It was a very bad movie. Um, but like I was saying, I love the Scream movies. I think Scream One is probably the best. They they kind of have a few diminishing returns the more they go along. Uh, Scream Four, enjoyable, not a good movie. But uh, Scream Three actually holds up much better than I remembered it. It, it kind of does. Like, um, I watched it again recently. I was like, okay, this one actually tried to do some things that I didn't pick up on the first few times I watched it 10, 15 years ago. So, if I can rewatch them before next weekend, I think next week's episode should be a screen retrospective since the movie's coming um, out. I'm down for the retrospective. Uh, we were definitely going to go watch it next weekend, regardless. Next weekend is my birthday weekend. Uh, so, at some point, we'll definitely have to go see the movie, talk about it. Um, I'm thinking at some point Saturday night. I mean, it's fine with me. I get off like at four o'clock. Yeah, so. change. Um, but yeah, no, this one takes place like 25 years after the. Is it 25 years after the original? Uh, the original there. took place in 1996, so it is 20. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> um, but no, I. I love the fact that even now they're still getting Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and uh, David Arquette back for these things. And from everything I've heard about this one, the killer is, I guess, attacking people that are slightly tied to the original murders, which I'm very curious about because who's left? So I think I like how this sort of ties into the meta, the, the, the sort of, concurrent meta narrative that runs through the scream franchise of it being um a blatant but loving homage a ripoff homage to halloween mm -hmm. because i think you have to get those those main pieces back in place for it to 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 because you got jamie lee curtis still out here at 65 making halloween movies so you gotta get um yeah. you gotta get nev campbell and the gang together for scream i i could be wrong 
but I have a feeling that this will be better than Halloween Kills. Um, it, and I say that as like I enjoyed Halloween Kills, but it it was not as good as Halloween. Would not be a high bar to cross, right? Although they're being produced by the same company, so we do mm. have to. I'm, I, I, so Jason Blum had said for years that like he wanted to be involved with Halloween and Scream. These were the franchises he was really looking forward to doing. And this is the first thing that has been produced for Scream since the disastrous season three of that TV show. Terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. First two seasons and the Halloween special, good. Season three? It was bad. It, it, I watched the whole it was thing. Bad. It was bad. Still very confused why Paris Jackson was in it. I I have no answers for you on that one. Or Tyga. Wow. Yeah. I thought Tyga was a Flash villain. That's a more impressive Tyga, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I want to say Tyga was uh, one of the killers. Yes, he was. Yeah, and uh, it, the other killer was the horror movie-loving... Which missed the point of Scream. Because she was like, I'm doing this because I'm going to blame it on the movies because they made me kill people. That's not... not, You missed the plot thread on that one. That's not... Did not understand the assignment. Jeez. Um, I'm excited about Scream 5 as well, of course. Um, Can't wait to watch that next week. My guess, my prediction, is that the killer is going to be Dewey. Uh, Because he's going to blame... Sydney for him and Gail not ever really working out and for all of the the press that descended on his life where he couldn't have a normal life which would not make any sense because they were happily married in the last movie yeah so uh, I think that that it my prediction is it's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's either Dewey or that Sydney herself has finally snapped it would be more interesting if it was Sydney I agree okay so um well, I think we're both on the same page about that one um, movie, next one on my list, a movie that I am genuinely excited by, but also I've got a bone to pick with Warner Brothers about, um, which we're going to be doing a lot in this episode. We're going to be bone picking the crap out of Warner Brothers, but we might be shooting ourselves in the foot um, and getting higher there. Uh, well, that's, uh, well, the merger's happening, so much like. Much like universes they hope to erase, a lot of those suits are going to get erased here in about six short months. So, um, what I will say is that Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore... Can we just stop calling them Fantastic Beast movies? But he's a beast. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) The Secrets of Dumbledore is a movie that I'm very much looking forward to obviously this is not as much as I would have been if Johnny Depp was still in it. Well, yeah, I'm about to get there. Obviously this is tied into my great love for the Harry Potter franchise. Um, which we saw the decent, but slightly disappointing reunion special on HBO max. I wasn't disappointed. Um, It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It, it was what I thought it was going to be, but like I was pretty, I was actively hoping that's not what it was going to (laughs) be. Um, but we're not here to review that. Um, I, I am apprehensive about secrets of Dumbledore for a couple of reasons. One, Albus Dumbledore is by far my favorite character in the franchise. 
Um, so I'm curious to see what all the secrets are and if it's going to be something that retcons Dumbledore in a way that makes me want to fight him. Um, <laughs> even more than I already did in certain elements of the books. Um, the last one, The Crimes of Grindelwald, kind of messed with the continuity of the franchise in a way that seemed pretty glaring to me. And I'm hoping that this one at least just leaves the rest of the continuity alone. It doesn't go out of its way to make random statements that don't mesh with earlier Harry Potter films. Oh, you mean like how Dumbledore had another brother that nobody ever heard of? Yeah, I'm still not buying that. Well, I don't think he's actually Dumbledore. Yeah, I don't I, I Until it's all said and done, I think that this is just a trick that Grindelwald is playing on Credence to get right. at Dumbledore. So let's talk about Grindelwald. Um... Uh, yes, we all know the the great saga of Johnny Depp uh, and Amber Heard were like fire and gasoline. They did not mix well with each other. Both parties probably were responsible for um, saying and doing some messed up stuff with each other. That's their private business. Uh, but it does look like Amber Heard's claims that Johnny Depp abused her were largely uh, debunked both by actual evidence that we've been able to get a, to get a hold of in the public eye. Um, and just the more that we learn about Amber Heard, the more problematic she is. But um, here's my biggest problem. So they let Johnny Depp go. Okay, I get it. That's we're, fine. We're, we we're in the age of cancel culture. So if you even look at someone wrong, you might get canceled. Well, it's not even a cancel like, culture thing. Like, they're... Like, I am positive Johnny Depp had to sign, like, morality clauses in his Yes, if you beat like your that. wife, you're going to get Which, kicked I, out of that's our fine. movie. That's fine. I, I'm not here to judge any of any of that. My biggest problem with all of this is there's no, like, definitive proof that Johnny Depp did all of that. However, right. there is video evidence of Ezra Miller, like, literally throwing a woman on the ground and he still has his job. Not only does he still have his job here, he has still has his job in the other franchise that we're going to get to that Warner Brothers has a very questionable uh, relationship with. Um, yeah, there's like actual footage of Ezra Miller like assaulting a pregnant lady, and he still has his job all over Warner Brothers. Uh, and Amber Heard is still in Aquaman. So... Um, it, this felt very pointed that they got rid of Johnny Depp. And so, look, there was a period of time where it did not matter to me what this movie was about, who was in it. I was flat out not watching it. Um, the two things that won me over are they replaced Johnny Depp with Mads Mikkelsen, who was one of my favorite actors. And then they dropped a truly fire first teaser trailer a couple of weeks ago. ago and i have to say it looks like a terrific movie and it i i, I was gonna watch it just because like last year it came out that johnny depp still got paid for it even though he's not gonna be in it so yeah. i was like all right cool he still got his check Good matt matt's mickelson is gonna do great um and you know if if that's the way the cookie crumbles that's the way the cookie crumbles now if they recast grindelwald again like, if Mads is just like, I'm not coming back to do another one of these, then I'm going to be like, okay, it's time to wrap this all up. Unless, oh, 
like I like Mads Mickelson. To me, I don't know why you just didn't get Colin Farrell to come back and do it again. Since he was technically Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which was my least favorite of all of those. Right. It's not a good movie. Um so uh Logan, it's your turn. Um what is another film that you have some thoughts about? So you're... the next one on my list is an A24 movie that I did not know was coming out. Um, titled The Tragedy of Macbeth. Directed by Joel Cohen. Starring my boy Denzel Washington as Macbeth. Uh, I'm a huge Shakespeare fan. And uh Macbeth, along with Julius Caesar, have always been like two Shakespeare shows that I've always wanted to do that I don't think I'm ever going to get a chance to. But that's another time. That's another story for another time. Um, Denzel Washington is great in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Also, uh, Francis McDormand is in the movie as well. And I love me some Francis McDormand. But no, uh, it comes out. It's out in theaters now, oh, select theaters, and I've looked all over the place. I can't find it anywhere, but it'll be on Apple TV, I want to say the 14th, so looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not really going to go much into it. I mean, everybody, I would assume, knows the story of Macbeth, so yeah. Um, yeah, that I didn't know about that until you told me about it. I went and looked it up, and I'm like, yeah, that looks dope. Yeah, A24 has never given me a bad movie. Right. They've given me some movies that at the end of it made me shake my head like everybody in this is problematic looking at you, Midsummer, uh, <laughs> And I guess The Vavitch. Everybody was problematic in that one, including Black Philippe. But yeah, no, that's uh, it should be good. I hope it's good. If it's bad, I'm going to pretend like I never heard of it. Um, Yeah. So I feel like... Okay, I'm I'm gonna throw out one of the ones that has a firm release date for 2022, mm-hmm. but we're not 100 percent sure that it's gonna make that release date because there has not been any forward momentum as far as the public has been made privy to mm-hmm. since the announcement, and that is the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan in Creed three. Uh, looking forward to that. I am 98% positive that's not coming out because I'm pretty sure they haven't even started filming yet. Uh, they haven't started filming, but those movies typically only take about six months to complete. And it's not supposed to come out until Thanksgiving. So they could start filming in like February or March have they entered pre-production yet? Um, as far as I know, the script was either done or almost done at the last update a few months ago. So I have not heard anything else about it. Could not locate anything else right now. My money is on it possibly being pushed back, but I do know that this is the type of movie they could, could get finished. Yeah. Because they also have uh, not started filming Halloween Ends, and we know that's coming out this Halloween. Hopefully. 
unless something happens with the pandemic, I'm pretty sure they are going to get that one out because they were not pleased with having to wait a year for Halloween Kills at all. Like, they um, probably should have waited a little bit longer and polished that script up. They so. probably should have redid it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I'm positive they gave us the rough draft. Uh, although that that uh, Halloween Kills comes out this week on uh, uh, 4K Steelbook, and it looks dope, so I'm going to have to pick that up. You know, I love Steelbooks, but I, I'm not buying that. I'm going to definitely buy it. Uh, I collect Halloween stuff, so that's definitely going to get bought. But, um, so yeah, Creed 3, if it happens. Um, like, I feel like, j- because we just mentioned it, like, I mean, yeah, Halloween Ends is going to come out. Obviously, I'm apprehensive about that after Halloween Kills not being that great. But obviously, being a huge Halloween fan, I'm also excited because any year that you get a Halloween film, it's a better than a year where you didn't get a Halloween film. So, um, we will... Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after a short break from our sponsor um and we're going to talk about a couple of uh a couple of more movies that we're both certain to have some opinions on and uh so don't uh don't go listen to joe rogan stay right where you're at i mean you can listen to joe rogan you just just do it afterwards yeah and tell joe that we sent you He should interview us. He interviews everybody else. (laughs) Uh, I don't think either of us smoke enough weed to go into the Joe Rogan podcast. I would be willing. All right, and we are back. Uh, We're continuing our discussion of the movies that are coming out in 2022, allegedly, that (laughs) we, we are excited about, apprehensive about, or just generally intrigued by, or all of the above. Um. Logan, I think it was your turn. Yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> so the next one on my list. Uh, it it's weird to say this, but I feel like we are in finally in the time period when we're getting good video game movies, and because of that, I'm actually looking forward to the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Same. Anyone that knows me knows I've been looking forward to this movie for. Decades at this point. Um, I remember when the first couple games came out, Mark Wahlberg was in the running to actually be Nathan Drake. And it's hilarious that it's taken so long for them to make this movie because he is aged out of being able to be Nathan Drake. And he is now Sully, of all people. Yeah, I've wanted to see this one since I played three-fourths of the first game and didn't finish it. Don't need you to finish that, bro. Finish it, please. I need you, I need to talk about these things with you. You don't understand. I found the Uncharted uh, 3 game collection uh, in a box the other day, and it was for the PS4, so you know what that means. The good times can roll again. Yeah, finish those. And then finish Assassin's Creed. That one might not ever happen. I don't want to hear you do it. Um, there might be specific games I might hop around. I might universe hop through Assassin's Creed. I hate you. Um, 
But no, uh, I'm excited about this. It's got Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, which I think is smart for two reasons. One, cash in on that Spider-Man fame. Right. right. Do that. Do that so hard. But two, it's also a good idea to cast him because he's still really young. And you can get about, if these movies do well, God, maybe like five to six movies if he sticks around that long to do them out of him at this point. So looking forward to that. Uh, it's also, and I wasn't expecting this, but one of the characters in the trailer is Chloe, who is a character that you don't meet until the second game. So I like that they're clearly building the world up to where there are bits, sprinkles of characters and stuff that if you've played the game, then you'll recognize them from that. Also, uh, Antonio Banderas as the bad guy. Zorro evil. But okay, I'm, I'm here for it. Also, it's I believe it's got the actress that was Joe's love interest from season three of You. It's a big year for Antonio Banderas. Supposedly we're getting Puss in Boots too. I don't think that would make it a big year for him, but... But yeah, he got some things that he can look forward to. Especially since he's not going to be in uh, Django versus Zorro or whatever. <laughs> he's never going to be in another Zorro movie ever again, unfortunately, because that first uh, one was good, but the second one was god-awful. <laughs> the Legend of Zorro. Like, you damn near killed The Legend of Zorro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely uh, Uncharted does look good. Um, uh, another one I'm looking forward to... Um, that I I was not looking forward to until I saw the trailers mm -hmm. because I I don't read these comics and and I what like let's face it the last time this person was cast as a major comic book character didn't per se go well. Um, I think I know where you're going. Morbius starring Jared Leto. Can't wait for that. That looks so good. Uh, the trailers do look good. Uh, so definitely looking forward to Morbius. Um, also starring a uh, Wizen Jared Harris in it, apparently, as well as Matt Smith, who I'm pretty sure Matt Smith is going to be the bad guy, which he should be happy about because he was supposed to be the bad guy in Terminator Genesis, and they kind of just like dropped the ball on that one. Then he was supposed to be the bad guy in Death of Skywalker. Um, I know what I said. And they dropped the ball on that one. He wasn't even in that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. So he, he's finally getting to... Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the bad guy in this movie. And if so, good for him. Uh, I, I mean, I am slightly scared that it could be kind of bad. Just because, I mean, it is a Sony Spider-Man property movie. And Venom and Venom 2 were not great. They were terrible. I don't care what anybody says. Venom 2, was it better than Venom? Yes. That's not saying much. They were still bad. And don't let No Way Home put you to sleep on the fact that some of them Spider-Man features weren't great either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I wouldn't be mad if... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be mad if this somehow was more connected to the Spider-Man stuff than... We uh, would imagine, although I am... I think it's connected to the Andrew Garfield movies. That that was our theory. We floated on the podcast last week, uh, and it might be that um, the, the Vulture 
uh, Michael Keaton cameo, or it could be bigger than a cameo. Who knows? Uh, that might be a variant. Yeah. So uh, he needs to stick to these Spider-Man movies and not come back to Batman, but we'll get to that later. Um, so I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, next on my list, since we're already in the Marvel universe, might as well just stick to it. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. I like the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, some people might be mad that I'm about to say this. My biggest problem with it was it was just Iron Man with magic. Yeah, it did what all Scott Derrickson movies do. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Well, first well, of all, well, uh, not all Scott well, Derrickson movies that's true, are okay. Because Sinister I slept uh, through was that movie twice. not good. Uh, yeah, like uh, Doctor Strange was good, but it really was like the magic version of Iron Man. Which, I mean... I like Doctor Strange more than Iron Man, so, uh, so it's a I. fun movie. Uh, I love the fact that he just annoyed Dormammu into defeat. I thought it was funny. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to this. I was already looking forward to it more because Scarlet Witch is going to be in it, and I yeah. love that character. I don't care what anybody says. She's the strongest Avenger. Um, yeah. And then... Also when, the most attractive. Fair. Um, after, after the events of, um, what, what Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, the fact that, uh, after we saw that trailer, I was even more excited because it ties into what if with super evil Dr. Strange, who I'm not going to lie to you. It, Benedict Cumberbatch is such a good actor. At times I forget that he's just both of those dudes in that trailer. Part of me is hoping that he that the that the evil doctor strange mm-hmm. and kang the conqueror are the like joint big bads of the next like phase i'm not even gonna lie to you if that was the case if it was both of them one i'm hyped i'm on the hype train for that one but two the avengers don't die they Agreed. gonna die. That is why they best uh, reach out to Henry Cavill right now while he's a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> just back the dump truck up oh, and uh, just go on to get Superman because Warner Bros. don't know what the hell they're doing with it. They so, uh... they they right. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I Also, it, and I mean this in a good way, there are like so many visual nods to the fact that it is a Sam Raimi movie, that it is ridiculous. I'm really stoked about it being a Sam Raimi movie because it's really cool to me that Sam Raimi has come back to making comic book movies Mm -hmm. at the same time that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man got some love in uh, No Way Home. Well, that, so I don't know if you noticed this or not, but like, so you know how in like Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, the like physical, like, like especially like the fight scenes they feel a lot heavier because they like focus on the fact that spider-man has superpowers like like super strength is one of his big ones and when spider-man hits somebody you should feel it like in a lot of the earlier tom holland movies he would hit people but there was there wasn't that like audio cue of like this hit would be like really loud but then you get to no way home where he's just beating the ever-loving hell out of green goblin and it feels as brutal 
as a Spider-Man fight should feel, especially an angry Spider-Man fight. So I can't wait to see what like type of just physicality he brings to Doctor Strange. Right. Oh, also, Baron Mordo's back. I love Baron Mordo in the first one. Um, was he kind of problematic towards the end when he was like, no more sorcerers? A little bit, a little bit. He he straight stole that man's magic and like straight crippled him up. But I mean, you know. We win some and we lose some. In his defense, his mentor, the ancient one played by the great Tilda Swinton, turned out to be real shady and was drawing power from the dark dimension. So, you know, that, that might have caused somebody to have a crisis of faith where they just like, I'm going to steal all the magic and I'm going to be the only one that has magic. We've all been there. And if that crisis were to extend across a multiverse of madness, it might be a crisis upon infinite Earths. No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be at all. No. Oh, it's still better than whatever DC got planned. It wouldn't um, be because they would be involved with it. All right. So, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Although... Real quick, and then we can move on. I do like the fact that it looks like the reason that there is a multiverse of madness is because of that jank spell that Doctor Strange... Well, to be fair, Doctor Strange did not botch that spell. It's Peter Parker's fault. So much like his mentor, somebody else is going to have to clean up a mess that he caused. Thematic. I love it. But moving on. Uh keeping with the theme of marvelous movies <laughs> um one that i am i mean I, i'm not i'm neither excited nor not excited i but i will absolutely go watch I know what it you're thinking Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. Love and yeah. Thunder. I am super stoked about that. Um mainly because i love Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion, best of all the Thor movies. Fair. I was not a particular fan of Thor 2 or Ragnarok. Thor 2 was bad. Ragnarok was, was definitely better than 2, but that wasn't a high bar to cross. Uh, to I me, like the fact that they let Chris Hemsworth be funny. Yes. Because while he does serious great, he shines as a comedic actor. And it, Thor by nature of the character is just kind of funny. It had funny moments for sure. Um, to me, it was just so tonally different from the first Thor, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite MCU movies. Um, but I am excited about the return of Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's going to be a fun movie. So look at this point, uh, Marvel I'm is that Thor is no longer Fat Thor. Yes, <laughs> I, at this point, um, I I think it would have been hilarious if if uh the movie was a lot about Star Lord and it was like Star it was like Thor and then like in parentheses and tiny letters and Star Lord and uh and th <laughs> <laughs> Love and Thunder, um, I. So yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a uh, that'll be an opening night watch. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a little saddened by the fact that I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be called As Guardians of the Galaxy. 
That would have been dope. Which is, that is that is a missed opportunity. When is that one coming out? Uh, I don't know. I don't that, think that's this year. No, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that comes out first. And then they're going to do oh, Guardians God. of the Galaxy Volume They're going to get their own holiday special. They're, they are. They are. Um, is, uh, is Wakanda Forever? That's this year. That's this year? Not looking forward to it. Um, and it, I'm saddened by that. One, I just, I feel like they should have just taken some more time since Chadwick did recently just pass. And it's going to be weird watching a Black Panther movie without T'Challa in it. And then it doesn't help with all the like stuff you hear behind the scenes of like Letitia Wright not wanting the vaccine and stuff like that. And I'm just like that. There's just there's too much drama involved with it. Well, and to me, I just I especially because apparently Chadwick Boseman's family has gone on record saying that what Chadwick would have wanted is for that character to be recast and the movies to just continue Mm -hmm. as if he did not die because the movies are not real life. And obviously it's not his fault. He died in real life. Mm -hmm. I, I actually agree with that, that as painful as that would be for the people involved who knew him, I do think the best way to honor that character is to just recast it because Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like any other comic book character and we'll talk about this again later when we talk about Ben Affleck and Harry Cavill and whether or not we're ever going to see them in movies again is look comic book characters do not live and die with one actor no matter except for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine um, fair enough although if, if DC like keeps playing and Marvel offered Henry Cavill a chance to be Wolverine, I'd watch it. I'd watch the hell out of that. So, but uh, I've got more hot takes about what I want Henry Cavill to do if uh, DC keeps playing. That's <laughs> that's that's coming up in the next segment. Um, Dr. Doom. Dude, he was on my list. That was on the list. That would be, dude, that would be epic. Um, But yeah, so I, look, I, Chadwick Boseman was perfect for that role. He was as good for T'Challa as Hugh Jackman has been for Wolverine mm-hmm. as, you know, Heath Ledger was for Joker in, in the Nolan verse. Um, I, I hate what happened. Yeah. I was literally in the movie theater watching a movie when my phone pinged and there was no one else in the movie theater. And I just broke down crying because I was like, this is the darkest thing I've read in a long time. Um, but I, I do think that the best thing to do would be to recast. Yeah. Now, I know they're not going to do that. I know that they are elbows deep at this point in Wakanda Forever. I'm not, I'm not excited about it because I just... And it's not even that I don't like any of the other characters in those... In the Wakanda region and all... Like, I, I liked them fine. Mm-hmm. To me, 
I'm just having a hard time finding the what's the story without T'Challa. So yeah. will I watch it? Of course. Just like a lot of other things I'm going to talk about tonight. I will watch them even if I'm very apprehensive about it. Um, so do you want to like rapid fire a couple? Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard absolutely nothing except for the release date on that one. Same. Don't think Same. they're filming it yet. Don't know anything about the script. I think they've already filmed it. Did that? Oh, during the pandemic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, they film. I want to say they filmed seven and eight back and back. So if seven and eight are already filmed, uh, which, oh, that's right. They, they did film it because Tom Cruise was losing his that shit. That is right. Were, uh, um, crew when, members who were out here being stupid last year in the height of like COVID. And Tom, like, I don't know if you've listened to the Oh, no, I I did, and then I also found out later that it's highly likely that was staged. But it, the, the, like, it's highly likely that it was staged as part of a Scientology publicity stunt. I mean, no Um, ground, they giving up no ground. But, uh... (laughs) They got a call for fighting for. I got the songs mixed up. We stand tall. (laughs) Anyways, uh, no, uh, look. Mission Impossible is what Mission Impossible there is. There's only ever been one bad Mission Impossible movie, and even that is a fun movie to watch. I know what you're thinking. Mission Impossible 2. two. Yeah. Um, Which is weird, because it was directed by John Woo. Um, so, yeah, Mission Impossible 7. Sure, that'll be an opening night watch. It's like Fast and the Furious at this point. Gonna watch them. I think Fast and the Furious is out Mission Impossible Mission Impossible, because they got to space first. Fair. Uh, what about? Uh, oh, we're both interested in this one um, for sure. Death on the Nile. Oh, definitely. Uh, I love the first movie. Um, at the, like I know there's only been one so far, but you kind of have to ask yourself this. Okay, so in this world, everyone knows who Hercule Poirot is. I know that I don't do accents. Please forgive me. Dear boss. <laughs> Dear boss. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we make our uh, oh, Jack the Ripper movie, it's going to be called Dear Boss. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to narrate it. Um, but no. Everyone knows who Hercule Poirot is. They know he's the greatest detective in the world. Why are you committing murders in an enclosed area where you cannot run away when he's there. If you're going to kill somebody, fine. Kill them. But you should probably kill Hercule Poirot first. Let, I mean, forget Hercule Poirot. I wouldn't do that if Inspector Clouseau was in the country. Like, Bru- like it's a dumb idea. Like, be, fictional detective that I am not committing a crime while they're around. Hercule Poirot. Clouseau. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Batman. Like, just be smarter people be smarter um, but i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be a good movie yes even if it does have the problematic army hammer in it probably his last feature film oh it's most definitely his last feature film. um Ugh. uh yeah i'm gonna be batman now. i also have a feeling <laughs> that's one less thing to worry about <laughs> uh there were a couple of the hammer pamphlet. The, the, <laughs> you ever seen somebody ruin their own life? <laughs> uh, there's 
<laughs> there's a there are a couple of like problematic potential or problematic adjacent people in death on the nile uh at least if if hollywood if, if rumors are to be believed so we were talking about this the other day when we saw the trailer we we're like disney gonna bury this disney, yeah disney's <laughs> probably gonna bury this one um okay oh i've got another one uh black adam okay yeah so black adam uh look i'm definitely looking forward to it the rumor one of the rumors uh, we could talk a little bit more about it later, but one of the rumors that is swirling around now is that Warner Brothers really, really, possibly at the behest of uh, The Rock, is really trying to get Henry Cavill to... The rumor is to cameo in Black Adam to set up Black Adam 2 as Black Adam versus Superman. And Money. And the rumors that Henry Cavill is holding out for eight figures, which they absolutely should pay the man because this is not 2013. He's a big worldwide star now. Okay, I'm pay sorry. the man. Henry Cavill, first of all, was in mission. He, he's the best live action Superman we've gotten in years. He was out here in Mission Impossible 6 doing work. Also, The Witcher is like the hottest thing on Netflix. Pay this man what he, he wants. He is going Look, you put, I'm telling you, you put... Hell, there are rumors that he, he could possibly be the next James Bond. You put Henry Cavill and Dwayne Johnson on screen together. It's money. It's you can print the money. It's, it's, it's going, it's, it's a guaranteed billion. Um, like, now you're talking, you're talking your Spider-Man money at that point, okay? Um, they need to do that. I hope they do it. But this first Black Adam... Definitely looking forward to it. The only thing I'm worried about is The Rock has that bullshit clause and like all of his contracts where like he can't lose a fight on screen and I'm going to need him to lose to Superman. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. He can lose a fight. He just also has to win a fight because he lost a fight to Jason Statham in Fast and Furious. Well, that, that's good. He can he can win. Cuz Jason Statham like straight whooped him. He ass. can win the first encounter with Superman or maybe he can win against some scrubs. Right. But you're not going to lose in the Superman. Black Adam is an incredibly powerful being, but I'm sorry at the end of the day Superman still going to do don't He's do Superman. what needs to be done. He's, He's Superman. Superman. And but if no, you want to be Superman, call yourself Super Adam. Good facts. Um don't do that. It's a terrible name. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I'm looking forward to this movie. I love The Rock. I mean, I've been a fan of The Rock since like the '90s when he was out here wrestling people. I um, love The Rock. I like unabashed. Osman is in this movie as Doctor Fate. Dude, I never thought that we'd get Doctor Fate. That is as a DC kind of like a DC guy. That was one of the ones where it's like I jumped up at that casting because I was like, I've got my version of Doctor Strange. Let's go. I'm like, that was the one where it's like, okay, I never thought I was going to see Doctor Fate mm-hmm. in a live action movie. I thought the best we were going to get was like Smallville or like a Not TV. Gonna lie, I liked Doctor Fate. In yeah. Smallville. that costume was trash, <laughs> but I liked the helmet yeah. was dope. I can't wait to see how they do the helmet in this. Uh, it's also got, um, I want to say, Adam Smasher, uh, Hawkman, and. I've yet to get a good live action Hawkman, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. We got Hawkman in season one of Legends of Tomorrow. Did we? I mean, we got 
a hawk man. It's unacceptable that we haven't gotten a good hawk man when we got rat catcher too. Right. We got polka dot man. We got the weasel. But I can't get a good hawk man. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Um uh so I guess I will jump in with um Oh, real quick, one more. Lightyear. Oh, dude, yes. Lightyear is going to be so awesome. And for those of you who may not know uh, exactly, Lightyear is an animated film that tells the story of the quote-unquote real-life astronaut that the toy Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Toy Story franchise uh, was made, made, modeled after. So uh, it's the real Buzz Lightyear. Um, and really excited about that. That looks like it's going to be really cool. And I hope that that's successful so that we can get uh, a Western about the cowboy that inspired Woody. And the T-Rex that inspired the two. (laughs) You see that rabbit hole I'm going down. We're going to get a a movie about a baker. I mean, uh, not a baker, but a chef who, uh, Created a random yes. potato yes. toy for his child. Join me, Logan. Hurry up. We're late and they have tea. <laughs> You're like, you lost me at the tea. <laughs> um, Actually, I do like tea. Hot tea. Um, tea is disgusting. Uh, Jurassic World 3? No. Very apprehensive about that one because Jurassic World 2 was garbage. It was bad. Um I had high hopes about Jurassic World 2, but they lost me at the very beginning of that movie when there was a Senate committee meeting about people being like, we gotta save the dinosaurs. And I'm like, do we? Do we gotta save the dinosaurs? Also, it didn't make any sense that Bryce Dallas Howard's character was like, these dinosaurs are like the children that I'll never have. You didn't even care about the dinosaurs in the first movie. Also, your assistant died. And I'm pretty sure the assistant was Lena Luthor. Yeah. So Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all time, but I have not really truly been a fan of any of the sequels except for Jurassic World. I think you mean Jurassic Park 3. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I do not. No, Um, Jurassic World is the only, like, good sequel. um, I like some of the games, um, like Jurassic Park 2, The Chaos Continues for the Super Nintendo. Uh, that was a fun game. Um, I like it's actually a better sequel than The Lost World. Um, and I enjoy, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy the franchise in general, like for that, but mm. but definitely the movies have not been great. There are only two things I want from Jurassic World Dominion. Um, one, they create a pathogen that kills all the dinosaurs. And I know people are listening to this like, why do you want the dinosaurs to die? Because dinosaurs are a danger to human beings, okay? Also, they're not real dinosaurs. They're more like weird mosquito frog creatures, okay? Anyway, um, also, I need B.D. Wong's character to finally die. That That man has been like dodging his destiny since 1995 or whenever the first one came out. Because he dies in the first book, doesn't he? He did. He, yeah, Dr. Wu got eaten Yeah, like th- in the first book. And this man has proven to be even more problematic as time goes on. He was problematic in Jurassic Park. 
he was real problematic in Jurassic World because he's out here like, we've got to create the dinosaurs that can go invisible and then sell them to the military. The man's a psycho. He needs to die. Okay, so uh, just uh, to break the fourth wall of the podcast here a little bit, we recorded like an entire segment where we talked about lots of other things that we were looking forward to seeing. Um, and for some reason, when we hit stop recording, it completely deleted our audio files. So, um, these things happen. All you can do is move on. It has happened once before in the history of our podcast. Uh, it's always inexplicable and I cannot for the life of me figure out what happened because, to delete an audio file, you have to go through several layers and all I did was hit stop recording. So I don't know what happened. Um, I'm a little frustrated by it, but we're going to push forward. So um, basically there's no way to totally recapture all of that audio, but basically uh, we picked up from Jurassic world and I talked about how, I, my problem with it really was just more so that they used Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, who has not been seen on camera since the first Fast of the Furious, as best I can tell. <laughs> and he was still problematic. Logan gave an impassioned speech about how clones are not people. They're not. And how the ending of Jurassic World was stupid. Um... I agree it was stupid because no child, the dinosaurs are not just like you. Um, and we talked about how we are interested in the fact that the original actors are coming back. We just wish they had a better movie to come back to because we're not looking forward to this. Uh, we talked about Moonfall, the uh, movie in which <laughs> uh, Roland Emmerich is directing. Um <laughs> uh, uh, where Roland Emmerich is directing a, a movie about the moon apparently crashing to Earth. Um, we talked about we we had some some funny banter there that I hate got deleted about uh, Geostorm and uh, Gerard Butler, who we affectionately were, uh, recount as Gerard Boulier. Uh We talked about how he was in Dracula 2000. Um, which I mistakenly identified as Dracula 3000. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, those movies get progressively worse. Somehow they wrote Rutger Hauer into being in them. Makes no sense. Uh, what else did we talk about in this in that segment? Um, we talked about... Uh, I mentioned how I believe Westworld season um, four is starting back this year. Um, also, while scrolling through Twitter, I see that The Boys Season 3 is coming back also. Cannot wait. Uh, we talked about Sonic 2. Yeah. yeah. And how Jim Carrey gave a good performance in the original movie and how it's one of those performances where you see an actor having fun and you're reminded of like why they became famous in the first place. Jim Carrey was like born to play that character in Sonic and we're excited about Sonic too. It looks good. Um, we talked about, um, 
what are some of the other ones in this segment? I can't remember what we, what we had already talked about. Um, I have no idea. I I just talked. I I was just going to jump to the fact that we were talking about Aquaman. Yeah, well, there were a bunch of other movies that we're looking forward to seeing. Uh, this is why I'm so frustrated about this, losing all this audio. Um, there are lots of movies we're looking forward to see this year, and um, I think if we had not already touched on it, we're looking forward to Uncharted. Um, looking forward to what we don't think Indiana Jones is actually happening, but supposedly Indiana Jones is happening. There are just lots of movies that we're looking forward to seeing. Um, and we hope that you guys are looking forward to some of these movies as well, because it's going to be a big year for film. Um, and, uh, then we, what we, what we landed on was Aquaman's coming out. Aquaman and the last kingdom or the lost kingdom rather. Uh, we talked about how the last kingdom is that Netflix show that I've watched like eight episodes. That's a good show. Final season comes out this year. Very excited about that. Really good. I enjoyed it. But that's I was a kind really of like, good. Yeah, no, nah, I'm over this. No, nah, that's one you need to go back and finish. That was really good. No. I, I mean, I mean, it's good, that's, but that's, I literally that have is, no like desire that is, to finish it. That at all. is fair, but it is way better than a lot of stuff you have stuck with for years. Um, I mean, it like I said, it's good, like, but it's, there's it's literally really nothing about it that makes me want to watch it. But I mean, that's fair. That's also, fair. I'm not a big fan of the main actor. That's it's just not that interesting. Like, I will say about Last Kingdom, since Logan mentioned it, like, that is doing its last season this year. I'm really excited about that. And I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum because the, the actor's really good. Um, So, like, um, Aquaman, excited about that. I, I if... God, that pisses me off that we lost that audio. If I remember correctly, what I was most looking forward to is potentially getting a, like, Thor and Loki-type relationship between Arthur and Orm. Um, I also said that I'm looking forward to Dolph Lundgren coming back. Um because I thought it was cool that Dolph Lundgren and Willem Dafoe were in Aquaman. Uh, we were talking about how surprisingly pretty much no one died in Aquaman. So, and some people that we thought were dead came back like Nicole Kidman. Um, and we talked about how Amber Heard is problematic, but Logan used the disclaimer allegedly. I mean, allegedly. Um, and I think that we were getting ready to talk about um, the flash. And we were joking about Dolph Lundgren will be back. We were talking, uh, we were joking about like the flash TV show um, being plenty sufficient. They didn't need to go and make a bad flash movie, but uh, that was where I stopped the recording so that we would have room to do the last segment and it didn't record. So that so just, just throwing that out there. Technically the film version of the flash has never been called the flash on screen. He did not get the name of the flash until 
the Arrowverse version of Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earths, where he ran into Grant Gustin's The Flash and he heard that he was called The Flash and he was like, oh, that's a good name. But whatever. Whatever. Yes. Uh, Grant Gustin is... That's a good Flash. He's my Flash. He's a good Flash. Well, John Wesley shit. I'm never going to watch the last... Well, I guess if it continues going for multiple season eight now like i watched the first five seasons and i mostly liked it but i'm never going to go back and finish it because it went off the rails uh and now that the cw is being sold i think the Arrowverse is pretty much dead anyway um probably not those shows make a lot of money like well i guess let me rephrase anything about the Arrowverse besides superman and lois that was interesting to me probably won't watch because i think superman and lois is the only thing they're doing right now that's to me any good it's the only good one um girl is garbage and although star girl's not that are they still doing legends of tomorrow oh yeah bro legends of tomorrow just had they're like hundredth episode or something like that. that's going strong good for them it's, that... getting, it's getting crazy ratings it, okay, so I that's kind of that's kind of DC. At this, I can explain to why me it's so that successful. is that's like DC's Agents of Shield. Well, no, I can explain why it's successful. It's because out of all of them, it's the only one that doesn't take itself seriously and recognize the fact that it can be goofy and campy. And they also have the benefit of like rotating in new characters every couple of seasons, where like it stays interesting, and you don't have people like Iris West being like, "Where's the Flash?" No, bro. I, it made no sense. Well, good, she was like, good for the them. Flash. Good for them. That I, I, honestly, Iris going we're the Flash was kind of the turn. Yeah, I was like, I'm me. done. Like, y- y- you've said a lot of stupid stuff on this show, but that is stupid. Anyways, uh, okay, so the Flash. Um, here's the thing. Andy Muschietti. Like Logan can speak for himself, but like neither of us. Because he is going to have a slightly different take than me. But neither of us, let me be clear, neither of us are, like, excited about The Flash. Um, The movie's been lingering in development hell for about seven years at this point. It's gone through multiple directors. Every time a director leaves, it's for very concerning reasons, if the reports are to be believed. Um, Ezra Miller, again, I don't hate him as an actor but Ezra Miller is on tape being problematic and for some reason he is still getting tons of work from Warner Brothers so there's that for consistency um and what we do know about this movie is that at least one of the villains is an evil version of Barry which is not original at all because we've seen that on uh, oh, season three of the Flash. season three of the Flash um Savitar. I, I mean it so it just okay here's the problem here's the problem for me with the flash the big rumor of course is that the flash is going to be used as the reset point to cleanse the palate as it were of the Snyderverse stuff the problem with that is 
literally that doesn't work if you still continue to have Jason Momoa, um, Gal Gadot, Gadot, uh, and uh, like possibly Henry Cavill and lots of other Zack Snyder casted folks in your universe. But also, it would be a giant middle finger to like a definitely not insignificant portion of the fandom if they did that. Now, I have heard alternate rumors about this movie, and all of this is just rumors. The reason that I'm not excited about it is because the negative rumors seem to be much more likely given Warner Brothers' track record. But to be clear, all of it's just rumors at this point. Some of the rumors that I have heard about the, the film that aren't negative per se are that it's possible this movie is going to have other cameos and things that they have kept very close to the vest and that they announced Michael Keaton and Michael Shannon and the actress that played Feora for Man of Steel and some of these other ones as like ways of making us think that they had just gone ahead and announced everything that they were doing, but that there might actually be more cameos than like we know we might actually see Henry Cavill. Um, it was confirmed that we're going to get um, Wonder Woman at least briefly in this movie. One of the other ones the other day that intrigued me was um, they're now claiming Robert Pattinson might show up in the movie. We know Ben Affleck is in it. Um, there are things about this movie that could have, and I'm saying could have because I think that the ship on it being a great movie have sailed, but I think there are things in this movie that could have made it a good movie, and I think those elements are going to be interesting to see. Now, if it does, in fact, erase the Snyderverse or attempt to erase the Snyderverse, whatever the heck that even means, then... I would have a very difficult time paying money to watch anything else Warner Brothers does in that context for a very long time. Um, because that would just be them unintentionally going out of the way and spending $200 million to like basically crap it's a all over it's a us. very expensive FU. It's a very expensive FU and it's a very like... And don't get me wrong. I'm not above being petty myself. I firmly believe that sometimes you just got to be petty. This is not one of those instances where you need to be petty. Like, you know, like you, you don't need to be $200 million petty. Like, that's stupid. And my problems with this, outside of the, the possible erasure of the Snyderverse, because I, well, we won't know if that's a thing until we actually watch the movie. My problems come down to like a fundamental misunderstanding of flashpoint because let's like this movie is going to be flashpoint um one and i don't know if i've mentioned this before on the podcast or not i know we talked about it in person 
your first Flash movie does not need to be Flashpoint. Like, Flashpoint is built off of, like, years of Flash storylines. Yeah, it doesn't make and, any Like, sense. you don't need to do Flashpoint before you've introduced Reverse Flash, who is fundamental to the story. Unless you're going to try to tell me that the possible evil Barry Allen is just this universe's version of Reverse Flash, which is stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Um, also, uh, after the Flashpoint stuff happens... We we both we all know that like Ben Affleck's time as Batman is up, and the rumors of Michael Keaton coming back to be an older Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry, uh, and I know people are going to get upset at this. I don't need Michael Keaton's Batman back. Michael Keaton's Batman is a terrible Batman. Like and uh, like and and to be fair, all of those early Batman movies are terrible Batman movies. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, the direct Tim Burton, he did not make good Batman movies at all. Michael Keaton, great actor. I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton has done a lot of great stuff, uh, especially uh, the older he's gotten. Uh, he's great in Spider-Man. Birdman's a fantastic movie. The movie itself is a little okay, but I enjoyed him in The Protégé. But I never need to see Michael Keaton's Batman again. And I don't get the people who are like, Ben Affleck's Batman is a murderous psychopath. Michael Keaton's Batman murdered a crap ton of people. I remember Batman Returns. He threw a dude down a mine shaft and then threw some dynamite in after him and blew him straight to hell. Like, it, it's bullshit. Um, I, I, I think Ezra Miller's an okay actor. I... I've seen what Ezra Miller's Barry Allen is like when Zack Snyder is not the one directing his choices. It's not a good version of Barry Allen. Barry Allen in Joss Whedon's Justice League is a spastic, annoying asshole. There's no, like, nuance to the character whatsoever, which his version of Credence in the in the Fantastic Beast movies is a cause kind of also spastic, but whatever. I everything about this movie looks like and sounds like a train wreck. And if we had gotten at least two to three other Flash movies and then we were getting uh Flashpoint, I'd be fine with that. If we had gotten Jack Snyder's Justice League two and three and maybe at least one other Henry Cavill Superman movie, and Ben Affleck's The Batman, I would not care if they were then doing Flashpoint, which would reset it, because DC resets their continuity literally, like, every five to ten years. Like, like that's literally just what they do. Marvel has, like, a big event where, like, the Avengers fight another group of heroes. DC is just like, let's start all over again. My problem is I haven't gotten a good conclusive story to any of the stuff that started in 2013. So by effectively erasing it, you're literally just kind of telling me that I've wasted my time. And I have a big problem with that considering the fact that I, if I'm wasting my time, then I'm wasting my money on a lot of this stuff. And that's what I have a big problem with. Like the, the studio clearly does not care about the consumer. And if you don't care about the consumer, why should I then continue to consume the product that you're giving me? Right. 
Um, now, like, I agree with a lot of that. Logan and I have always had slightly different takes on the Michael Keaton Batman stuff. Like, overall, as an adult, I don't particularly care for the older Batman movies. Um, I would say as an adult, I like the Schumacher movies, including forever less than the first Michael Keaton Batman movie, which is a different slogan. And I have, um, but okay, to be fair, I like one Joel Schumacher movie. Well, I, I, I said, I, I said forever, like, like Logan likes Batman forever more than like Batman 89. And like, I, I don't, especially as an adult, um, as an, as a kid, I remember thinking that the Tim Burton movies felt weird to me. And then I remember thinking that the Joel Schumacher move, like I like Batman forever. Okay. But like when it comes to Tim Burton specifically, the only thing I liked about the movies besides Prince being in the soundtrack for 89 was Michael Keaton. Now, Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman in a long-term capacity, which is what it looks like they're trying to set up, sounds like a dumb idea to me. Even though, as Logan noted, this is a guy who is a good actor and has gotten better with age. As he's become a more experienced actor, he's done a lot of really good work. The problem is the reason they brought him in. Mm -hmm. The reason that they brought him in is because Ben Affleck was like, I, okay, all the other actors beside it, it, that Zack Snyder casted, besides Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, like, are just continuing to get movies and do this and that. Ben Affleck was supposed to direct and star in The Batman, as we already mentioned earlier in the podcast. Ben Affleck had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. He was like, my heart and head are not in this. He was having some issues going through a divorce. He was having some issues with alcoholism. He stepped away. When they did Justice League and everything went down where Zach had to leave and they brought Joss Whedon in, just this week, Ben Affleck has gone on the record and said it was one of the worst experiences he's ever had and that uh, Justice League and that experience was the final straw as to why he decided, you know what, I'm done with this IP stuff. I don't want to be Batman anymore. While for me, Batfleck is my favorite live action Batman, and that really disappoints me, I am starting to believe that that, that that is just what happened and that Ben Affleck does not really want to be Batman anymore and that the reason he came back to film the extra scenes for Zack Snyder is as a favorite his friend, not because he knew or cared anything about continuing that. There are some people online who will die on the hill that he's done with Warner Brothers, but if Zack were to come back and ask him to return as Batman, he would do it. 
I don't know, but my gut is that Warner Brothers, just looking at what they had to go on, asked him if he would be in further stuff, like directing his own Batman movie, doing this, maybe even being in an HBO Max show, and Ben himself turned it down. That is what the evidence looks like. And so Ben walking away from it is very disappointing to me as a fan, and it is still Warner Brothers' fault. I'm not letting Warner Brothers off the hook because Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns, Suchahara, Walter Hamada, they all share some blame for that because there's no reason that he should have felt the way he did on top of the fact that y'all knew this man was clearly having some troubles at home. Um, and I'm not even going to say any more about it. Like, but I do believe that Ben Affleck has chosen to walk away from Batman more so than not having opportunities to continue playing it. He says that his favorite scenes as Batman are for the flash movie. We will see what that means. Um, I wish him the best because he doesn't owe me any more Batman movies. Um, here's my problem. Warner Brothers was like, well, shit, what are we going to do now? And their solution was, I know what the people want. It's Michael Keaton's Batman. It's not what the people want. Okay. It is what some of the older people want because you go online or you listen to the podcast all this stuff, like people who were like in their late forties, early fifties, who were our age when Michael Keaton's Batman movies came out. This is like the Super Bowl to them. They're all like to a man and woman excited about it for us. Yes, we did grow up seeing those movies. I liked them all right as a kid. Maybe Logan didn't. I don't know. My but my thing with bringing Mike Michael Keaton back, bringing Mike and Mike Mike and Keaton Michael Keaton back, to me, only works with if you're doing a Batman Beyond movie. Well, I, okay, so I think that's what they're trying to set up. What I think that they're going to do, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit because it's what I would do, but. What I think they're going to do is have Michael Keaton basically be like the man in the chair type figure. We know he's going to be in well, the new Batgirl what, movie. That's what they're doing, but they're doing I with, don't. They're doing it with Batgirl. We and, and I don't care anything about Batgirl because one, I don't care. Two, they're 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 bringing journeys us. Uh, they're they're bringing Jesse Smollett's sister Journey from the the Birds of Prey movie into it, and I'm like, of all the movies y'all didn't need to reference, we don't need we don't need Black Canary in that. Um, the rumors that this movie's supposed to set up a new well, okay, what I'll say is I don't believe that. I do not believe the rumor that. I do think he's going to be like the guy in the chair in the Batgirl movie, mm -hmm. but I don't believe that there's not going to be a core Batman. And the reason I don't believe that is one, it makes no sense, but two, um, the dudes who are in, in charge of discovery 
gave a press conference a few months back where they said that they considered the biggest properties to be Superman and Batman. And I do not think what they meant by that is Supergirl and Batgirl. No. So if they go a Batman Beyond route and Michael Keaton is in multiple movies in a supporting role, playing the older Batman who's in the Batcave, supporting the Bat family at large, maybe we finally get a Nightwing. Who knows? Maybe we get another Batman. Maybe something the Flash does, uh, like, brings it brings in another Batman somehow. I don't know. If, like, and why not, I think why not recast Ben Affleck? You know what I mean? At this point, why not recast Ben Affleck? Again, just like we're saying with T'Challa, and this time he didn't even die. The dude just doesn't want to do it anymore. If, I, I could be giving them way too much credit, but honestly, just, just merge all your freaking universes together at this point. Just, just merge them all together. Have the, like embrace the fact that it's comic books. Have there be multiple Bruce Waynes. Have there be multiple Supermans. Just it, my biggest problem with all of this is there's clearly no, there's no one with a cohesive vision for what they want to do because they tried the connective universes. They didn't like that, so they're scrapping that. But then they're leaving remnants of the connected universe, but also doing separate stories. I'm like, pick one. Pick one or the other. Either it's all connected, and you go from there, or go back to the old days, which I'm not a huge fan of, where all of these stories just take place in separate universes. Stop having one foot in and one foot out. Just commit to something that's the biggest problem there's no commitment for any of this and it's annoying but i mean this is what happens when you just don't let the director you hire to have a vision finish their vision agreed uh so (laughs) this is jake um And I have some disappointing news. Um, As already mentioned, we were having some technical difficulties this evening. We're not sure exactly what's going on. Uh, The Anchor app on our phones um, usually does not give us the same problems that the Anchor website is giving us. We're recording on a laptop, and it seems like every other segment, it's not actually recording. So... Just like uh, I told you guys in the previous segment, uh, we had recorded 30 minutes of discussion about some of the other movies we were looking forward to seeing. Um, We have just recorded about 30 minutes worth of content where we break down in detail our thoughts about the upcoming Flash movie. And um, we sort of go in on Warner Brothers and talk a lot about the Snyderverse and what happened. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't record any of that. So, um, Logan and I, uh, we've spent many hours working at this. Logan actually has to be, uh, at work very early in the morning and it's now after midnight as of the recording. So Logan had to leave. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, 
briefly recap what we did talk about. And again, I apologize. Um, we're going to investigate this week and see if we can't figure out what was happening, what went wrong technically. Um, so I'm going to try to get through this for you. Hopefully it does record it. And um, so the crux of the discussion was that we were really excited about um, the Snyderverse again after, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Brief rundown for those who don't know. In 2012, when Christopher Nolan was working on The Dark Knight Rises, he and David Goyer um, had conversations with Zack Snyder about um, a Superman idea. Zack Snyder was totally on board. He directed Man of Steel. And from there, we now know that Zack Snyder actually had an, sort of an extensive vision, okay, to bring some of his favorite comic book characters and storylines to life. Zack Snyder was uh, had the full support of Christopher Nolan and of the people who had just produced the Nolan Batman trilogy. So Warner Brothers is riding high at the time. There's a lot of good feelings. Um, and what happens at the same time historically is you got uh, the Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers comes out two months before The Dark Knight Rises. So... What ended up happening was Zack Snyder's Man of Steel comes out, mixed reviews, but it, it it makes a decent amount of money, right? It makes more money than pretty much everything in Phase 1 of Marvel besides the Avengers. And um, from there, that's when it started to kind of go off the rails because what this is what Logan and I kind of talked about was, you know how the suits at Warner Brothers, for whatever reason, really just felt a compulsive need to play catch-up to and compete with Marvel. They wanted fun summer blockbuster movies um, with, uh, you know, lighthearted, fun superhero movies. Um, and that was their model. That, that was the model that Kevin Feige and the MCU had been perfecting. And that is what Warner Brothers wanted desperately to duplicate. But that was not Zack Snyder's vision. So there was friction. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, got ravaged by critics, partially because, in my opinion, because Warner Brothers interfered even that early with, the, with, the, with Zack Snyder's movie. They made him cut like 45 minutes out of the movie. So you're missing context, story context, from the theatrical edition. That's why the ultimate edition is what you see most often on Blu-ray. Um, and if you know anything about the construction of that film, then you know that it was, they spent a ton of money marketing hundreds of millions of dollars. So when it comes out and the first on-screen appearances of Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman all together, uh, these, this historic on-screen moment, which Logan and I really genuinely enjoyed very much is overshadowed by the fact that it's dark and gritty and it doesn't match the Marvel tone. So reviewers who were in the glow of, of, of the MCU, they didn't get it. And of course the suits start to panic. It doesn't make a billion dollars, which is the standard nowadays for some reason for comic book movies. Um, 
Uh, it pushes 900 million, but it doesn't make a billion dollars. And it's getting all these negative reviews. So now the suits at Warner Brothers and I and I, I what I had said earlier was I don't actually think there was any malicious intent here. I just think they're looking at the bottom line and they're getting nervous. They're like, wait a minute, this philosophical, angsty, dark, gritty movie. This is not what. This is not what is working so well over at the MCU. So we need to put Zach on a short leash. So we know now from uh. Uh, one of the producers who was assigned to do this, his name is John Berg. We know that he and Jeff Johns, the comic book writer and executive producer on a lot of DC um, adaptations, they were assigned to watch over Zack Snyder on the set of Justice League. And I believe that the mandate was something like, basically make this tone Zach down, rein him in, make this more marvelous, you know, and they were already planning. They had already brought Joss Whedon in to talk, to talk with Zach about uh, some of the things that had worked on the Avengers and things like that, um, presumably. And at this point, Zack Snyder was getting pressure from all sides. Then of course, his daughter tragically commits suicide. So, uh, Warner Brothers, of course, jumps on that that as an opportunity to say, well, you know, obviously he had to step away, and so we're going to finish the movie. We all know Justice League was a big disaster. And ever since then, things have been flailing around. There was the famous release the Snyder Cut internet movement. We know that HBO Max, uh, when AT&T bought Warner, Time Warner, uh, we then learned that they were going to do the, the Snyder Cut. We got the Snyder Cut, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. It was one of the, it was our favorite movie of 2021. It was the most watched movie of the year, got great reviews, and it was a sort of vindication. Okay. Where we're at today is this upcoming The Flash movie, which is the last 2022 movie we really wanted to talk about. Uh, the, the, the Flash movie and, Aqu and Aquaman. We think Aquaman's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but The Flash, we have a lot of concerns about because the rumor is that it might try to erase the um, Snyderverse. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't. I really don't. Logan pointed out that it's going to be loosely based on Flashpoint and that it's kind of dumb to have the first solo Flash movie be Flashpoint. I agree. Um, we talked about how he has never been a big fan of the Michael Keaton Batman movies. When I was a kid, I liked them all right. As I've gotten older, they don't quite hold that much nostalgia for me. Um, we both sort of think that it was kind of silly, but we think that the reason that they're bringing Michael Keaton in to be a sort of Batman Beyond-like figure, be the guy in the chair in future movies, is because Ben Affleck rejected any further continuations as Batman. Ben Affleck wrote a script, was going to direct the Batman, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast. He turned it down, or he, he walked away from it, partly because he was dealing with fallout from his divorce in real life, and, it, it, and he was he's an alcoholic, he, so he was trying to deal with, with go to rehab, all those sorts of things. And his friends advised him to step away. 
he had a terrible time on Joss Whedon's Justice League during the reshoots. In an interview this week, he said that was the decision he made to walk away from sort of IP movies, to walk away from the Batman character, because he was it was just such a terrible experience for him. As a DC fan, I'm incredibly disappointed to hear that. And for a long time, I've been ranking in my my anger at Warner Brothers, including this, uh, you know, the treatment of Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Uh, as if they were the same thing. And I now am convinced they're not. I do think that Ben Affleck just was offered a chance to be Batman again. And aside from doing a favor to do those little, little uh, pickup shots or whatever for Zack Snyder, for his Justice League, I really feel like he has actually rejected that offer. I do. I think Ben Affleck has stepped away he has retired as Batman. He doesn't want to do it. And in an interview this week, he said he feels like some of his favorite scenes he played as the character are actually in the flash. That's interesting. I, I'd love to know what he means by that. I can't wait to see what he means by that. And he says that he, he, he thinks that, um, that has put a, a good ending for him. It's wrapped up his time with the character. And, Look, I wish him the best. I'm incredibly disappointed if that's true. I would like to think that if the Discovery merger comes through in the next six months and uh, they they want to restore the Snyderverse, that he would do it for Zack Snyder. But I think he's done. And he doesn't owe us any more Batman movies, and that's just that's how it is. And I wish Ben Affleck well. He was my favorite live-action Batman, so... I wish him well, and I don't mind them recasting him. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't mind them recasting him. Um, uh, this the, No comic book character is only one actor. It's not the way this works. So with Henry Cavill, it's a slightly different story. Henry Cavill right now is, is one of the hottest actors in the world. He's on The Witcher, which is one of the, the hottest things on Netflix. Um, and supposedly he is trying to negotiate to get more money. They're saying he wants eight figures to appear. Um, look, this guy's been in mission impossible. He's been Sherlock Holmes. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff and he is rumored to be on a short list to potentially be James Bond in the future. He's got a great career ahead of him. Warner brothers should really pay the guy. You want to make billions of dollars. Let's see Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill fight on screen. Okay, let's do it. Okay, there's no excuse not to pay Henry Cavill. Me and Logan talked a good bit about that in the segment that got deleted. Um, and then basically we just we just asked each other the question: Is there some semblance of this? of the DCEU that can be salvaged. And we don't know, but, but it certainly would have to start with them not erasing everything with the flash. So we're going to watch the flash. Um, we're curious to see, uh, what happens, um, what kind of cameos we get, what they haven't told us about that they're playing close to the vest. Um, but we're very apprehensive about it as DC fans. So um, that was basically it. You guys know where to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Uh, lnjpod at gmail.com is where you can email feedback and uh, consider supporting us. Thank you for all who do. Remember, there's always a link in the show notes to support the podcast if you would like to do so. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week. We are going to watch Scream if all goes according to plan. Uh, And we'll have some sort of coverage for you, whether it's a retrospective review. We'll have to iron out all the details, see what time frame we're looking at, how much time we have. But we hope you all have a great week. Rest assured, we are going to get these technical errors ironed out and we're going to figure out what the heck's going on. And uh, we will not be having to re-record segments and things like that and, and shortchange you guys because the two segments that got deleted, I'm going to tell you, there was some really good conversation in there and we're both very disappointed. So um, we hope you enjoy the coverage we're able to get to get to you and we will talk more about the Snyderverse and about the Flash and Aquaman and, 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 and of course the Marvel movies as well, closer we get to them. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.